Welcome back to Clear Eyes, Full Hearts Plus Booze, the Friday Night Lights podcast of your dreams. I am Mary Johnson. I'm Katie Elliott. And this is the finale of Clear Eyes, Full Hearts Plus Booze. Just kidding. It's of season one of Friday Night Lights. That's Guys, what I mean. But still, like we made it to the end of season one. We've gone on a journey. Like, think about where we were at the beginning. I'm at an emotional finale, I think, right now. I know. Like, we have followed these kids, all all y'all kids. All y'all kids. Since they were just little baby idiots. <laughs> and now they're slightly older baby idiots, and we're still trying to figure out what's <laughs> happening. Exactly. So this week we talk about the last two episodes of season one. Um, we had our friend Marianne join us for the finale mm-hmm. to talk about her uh, strong feelings about Coach Taylor. Um, and then everything else kind of like slotted into place. Yeah, we had some thoughts about fashion. We had some thoughts about love. So Marianne, tell us about yourself. Um, my name is Marianne. Great start. (laughs) (laughs) I am a content marketer and I love Friday Night Lights thanks to this podcast. So we literally got the smartest person in the world to be on the finale. We marketed the shit out of that (laughs) content and she ate it up. Awesome. All right, guys. Ready for episode 21 and 22? Let's dive into the Netflix summaries. Um, episode 21 is called Best Laid Plans. Coach Taylor is pressured by his wife to decline the head coaching job at Texas Methodist University. Tim hides his relationship with Jackie from Bo. Um, and episode 22, the finale is called State. Amid rumors of Coach Taylor taking the TMU job, the Panthers try to focus on their state title game. Both Tim and Tyra commit his VIP game tickets. Is that proper grammar? This is the worst. For the like final well, yeah, episode. The finale of season one, the most incredible hour of television. That intern couldn't write a fucking better summary than that. It's like they watched the first five minutes and were like, oh, okay, hand it in. <laughs> <laughs> well, they can't give away the ending, I guess, in the Netflix summary. No, but it could be like the town comes together or whatever, you know, like... And they could use proper English, probably. Or Tim promises his VIP t- game tickets to two different people. <laughs> right. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. But also, like, that's not even, like, a problem in the episode. So, obviously, Netflix set this up horribly for y'all. We're going to just... We're going to set it straight. We're going to give you the, the real information. The true story of the tickets. <laughs> <laughs> the tickets are what it's all about. Um... So, I guess we can start with Tyra. We should start with Tyra because we kind of left off with her last episode and it was like not great. No. So, yeah, if you guys remember, Tyra just got attacked in a parking lot. The classic stranger attacks you in a parking lot. Most horrible scenario. Most common thing ever. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, so. Uh, yeah, so she is dealing with it, but, like, she's kind of not dealing with it, I would say. Everyone processes trauma in their own way. I agree, 
but I think that she doesn't think that she deserves to process it because what she says oh. to Landry when he comes to see if she's okay is that like, oh, my mom's with my aunt who has ovarian cancer. So there's bigger things going on. Meanwhile, like no one's pain is worse than someone else's pain. So she doesn't think she's like worthy enough to like be sad about this. She just thinks it's a thing that happens. True. And I also just think that she doesn't know how to process it. Mm -hmm. Like she doesn't know what steps to take. So she's just ignoring it kind of and like letting, yeah, just letting it like fester. Yeah. Like she's not wrong in feeling anything she feels, but I don't think she has the tools at her disposal to deal with it. Right. Healthily. Also, do you think like maybe because she knows how like the kids at school act and she knows how like girls work that she's just like afraid of being slut shamed or afraid of being blamed even though she like is adamant like she knows that like she did nothing wrong she never she never goes to that place but yeah, like, do you think that could be a she part of it. just like knows the social situation definitely I think that like subconsciously even if she doesn't recognize that that's what she's doing like like it's a toxic town yeah. environment yeah like yeah we've seen it before like in season one and With lila yeah and so like she's just reacting not only to what's happened to her but like to those kind of like societal societal like pressures or standards that are set in dylan mm-hmm so and like Landry is equally as confused with how to deal with it. Yeah. So he she tells him not to worry about it. Everything's fine. Like just forget about it, which obviously he can't cuz he can see that she's going through something and he doesn't know what the right thing to do is. So he asks Matt, Matt Saracen, <laughs> um who's just trying to give him like a gentle ribbing. Yeah, he's like, "Yo, how'd your date go?" like da 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 and Landry is just like not in the mood mm-hmm. obviously um and we sort of that said so there's like a role reversal a little bit because like yeah landry is having a problem and then matt has to be like the outside voice of reason which never happens usually matt has like a million problems yeah but i was thinking that matt is the one that gives that says like you have to tell someone and I was thinking, like, Matt has to deal with, like, so much stuff and has to, like, be the adult and do things and oh. not tell anyone that when he's, like, you have to, like, reach out for help. It's like an it's adult serious. telling you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, he knows what, like, kids can do. And he knows that, like, a kid can't handle this. True. He's listened to enough Eminem to mm. know, like, when there's a problem at home. So then Landry goes to Tammy, which I still thought was, like... He shouldn't have. He should just let Tyra do what she wanted and do course and do time or whatever. But obviously, like, there's legal ramifications if they don't. I don't there's even think it's the legal thing. Things. I think he could obviously see that she was, like, struggling and he wanted to, like, get her help. And I'm not sure she would have ever gotten it on her own. Yeah. So him like, going probably, to Tammy. Probably, like... Mindy and Angela, they just think it's the way that, like, things are. True. Like... Very true. She's not gonna, like, she's not gonna get the support she needs from her family. No, I I don't think she would have got support from her family. I don't know. It's like a, you know, this rape culture stuff is a very tricky place to navigate. I maintain that, like, everyone 
everyone is doing the right thing for themselves. Okay. Like they are, their minds are all in like the best place. Yeah. yeah. No one does anything to further, to mm-hmm. really like further anyone's hurt intentionally. Right. Yeah. And because it's like such a weird issue, like even for us to talk about, mm-hmm. like think about how crazy it would be to like live that like, yeah. as a confused teen in like for this sure. horrible town. So Tammy, I guess, like we're assuming she like legally has to go to the police when she finds out that like a minor has been like in this situation. Another um, area where we did not research that we just assumed that she did. Yeah, I think that's. <laughs> I'm pretty I think sure she does. I'm pretty sure she does. I'm pretty sure that's like a like you know I know there isn't a real thing as a teacher's oath, but it's like the teacher's yeah. oath. Like if yeah. you know that a kid's being like hurt or abused at home or like has had something happen to them. Um, you have to like, you have to bring it to higher, like higher ups, higher authorities, whether that's the police or child protective services. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Good point. And then they go to the cops and the cops are fucking douches. The worst. Yeah. They are so (laughs) bad. The reason why women don't report things like this are cops like these stupid Dylan cops. Yeah, it's weird that they would, like, show... I mean, I guess they're trying to be realistic, but it's weird that, like, they would just, like, choose that to be, like, don't... Like, it sucks to go to the police when you get assaulted. But it's also, like, super interesting because, like, it it probably wasn't filmed to be, like, a social, like, deconstruction of, like, what it is. Because no one cared about that in 2006. Us looking at it now, it's like, oh, cool. They put how dumb the cops are in this. Yeah, I definitely think it was unintentional. I don't think they did it realizing, like oh, this is how horrible it is. And like, they were just like, this is how police are. This is like, it's so dumb. The cops are like, their their sticking point is like, whether or whether or not she left the notebook she was carrying at Aztec Burger or if she carried it out into the parking lot. And then she was like- Because he had a notebook when he like came across her. Yeah. And then she was just saying, I don't remember or I don't know. Like he could have taken it. I could have left it. I could have had, like, I don't know. And they're like, so you don't know. <laughs> yeah. And then they're just boring and old and crusty and they're not really like, it's so like by the book and they're such like pencil pushers at that point that it's not, there's no like human like mm-hmm. interaction there. There's no like sympathy or any kind of like humanness happening. Yeah. And like even the fact that it's kind of like, oh, they're making it seem like as if if she had left that notebook, like, what does it matter? Do you know what I mean? It, they were yeah. always making it sound like if you could forget a notebook, maybe you could forget what actually happened in my, this situation. My reading of it was like, oh, did he like plan it? Like, does he like have a notebook that he just like is like, you forgot this or something? Yeah. Like, so like mm-hmm. it or could have was been. it like off the cuff and he got the notebook and then he was like, hey, maybe I should do this. The cops like it could have been frank set up where the cops are like or they're saying, OK, pretend this is like you're talking about evidence. Like that's how the scene's going to read. It's going to read mm-hmm. like we're trying to gather evidence. Right. But it reads like. Like she, we can't trust her or we can't, her version of we the story. can't get past like the notebook thing when the real thing is like yes this attack happened regardless of Mm -hmm. that it was just like i think weird i was just looking at it in like 2016 with 2016 goggles on and i was Mm -hmm. like it's hard not to yeah but yeah so and then they 
like they take pictures of her bruises for like more evidence which is and she's like freaking out it's horrible to watch it's really hard to watch actually you can see her like being like re-traumatized through the whole process like Mm -hmm. especially the like the photographs like yeah so sad yeah and then she lashes out at landry when she gets out of the processing yeah she calls him a pathetic smelly geek which you can tell is like a is real passion because no one just says stuff like that if they're trying to have a cool it's like comeback. A triple, triple punch, <laughs> and it's like little tiny ways that are like phrases that are hurtful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it like really cuts him down. <laughs> Not that he was like a tall tree. <laughs> <laughs> like he is a geek and. He's not like that pathetic. I just don't really think he's smelly. I think smelly yeah. is what really. I think all teen boys are smelly. True, oh. true. But I think smelly's a real low blow. And it's just like a struggle, I guess, to sort of find that balance again, where it's like, uh, she has to like move on and move through it, and realize that like people are trying to help her, mm-hmm. which she does come to the realization that like Tammy is in her corner mm-hmm. and Landry too. Mm-hmm. It's so, like a slow burn for her. She like, she has good people around her ultimately. Mm-hmm. So she like realizes like through like Tim <laughs> offering her those tickets and like being like a generally like not great, like fair weather friend where she's like a friend is someone who loves you and cares for you when you're in trouble and then like you see it like dawning on her face Mm -hmm. like oh my real friend is Landry yeah Tim like comes over to her house um to like hang out because he gets spurned by cougar mom Mm -hmm. so he's feeling sad about it and goes to Tyra's house and she like instantly is like oh so I'm not gonna have sex with you like that's her first Cause that's what she thinks he wants. Mm-hmm. She's like, and he acts like, oh, like what? Like you want think I want to have sex with you or whatever? He like he says, like it's not all about sex with me, Tyra. <laughs> but it is, yeah. Because like, he's literally there is. because he was scorned by his cougar lover. <laughs> yeah, like for sure he wanted to have sex with her. Yeah, yeah. He just changed his tune when he realized like she was not having. Oh, she's it. a sec- self-actualized woman. Damn, I'm half a season too late. <laughs> <laughs> so like. When, after he comes and visits her and like she shuts him down like f- for sex basically and mm-hmm. he's like pretending that he wants to be your friend be and that friends. was his whole thing the whole time he invites her to go to the roast together so they go together and at this point Tyra and Landry are still in a fight because mm-hmm. of what she said to him right and so he sees them and he's like great they're getting back together <laughs> like I'm just here on my white horse ladies and no <laughs> one's no one wants a piece. Yeah, so he goes on a nice, nice, blah, goes on a nice guy spiel. Um, like the fedora comes out. It was like borderline <laughs> berserker. Like I thought he was gonna go out and start like murdering prostitutes oh, after this. But for some reason, I really just think that there's a guy out there that'll show up sober, that'll listen to you whenever you talk, and that, that that'll actually, you know respect your opinions and actually take care of you and actually recognize you for the smart and beautiful and caring woman that you are, Tyra. It was really weird. But I guess I, like, once again, it comes down to, like, Tyra's still, like, not really knowing her worth. So if someone was saying this to, like, Lila or, like, I mean, like, no one would ever say it to Tammy because they don't have to. (laughs) But, like, someone who's, like, a person who, like, knows who they are and is, like, strong, then they 
like that would be like absurd for them to say it. Mm-hmm. But like someone like Tyra, like maybe needs to hear it. Maybe like it's she's all like on a self discovery path like twenty four seven right now. So like yeah. she's used to the status quo and she's used to like societal bullshit. So she's still like. She has to be, like, presented with things that are different than normal, mm-hmm. but it's still gross what he says to her. If we yeah. could split that balance somehow, it yeah. would be, like... But I don't know what he could have said that wouldn't be weird. I don't know. He probably just should have, like, talked about, like, maybe, like, how bad Tim is instead of, like, how great he is, maybe? Or, I don't know. He probably should have just asked if they were back together before he went crazy. Marianne has, like, the real answer. (laughs) Because I feel like if he had just been like, are you and Tim actually dating? And she was like, hell no. Then he would have, like, you know, that little fuse that was burning down would have, like, Mm -hmm. you know, disengaged. He would have got his cool back. True. And then he wouldn't have scared us all into thinking he was going to become a serial murderer. Right. Yeah, always ask. Okay. Ask. Measure twice, cut once. That's awesome. what they say. <laughs> yeah, like dudes, just be calm, think rationally. Yeah, this is a good like theme, overarching theme for these two episodes. Like, think twice. Also, an amazing Celine Dion song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like take a breath. You know, listen to some Celine. Find your center. You know, then and then talk. proceed, <laughs> and then say, "What would a sane, cool person do right now?" Mm-hmm. Not that. Um, so tickets. The tickets are gonna haunt me forever. Okay. Tim promises tickets to Tyra in this whole weird friendship. He promises her two tickets on the fifty-yard line for the state championship. I assume the fifty-yard line is a good place to sit. Wouldn't really know about it. Fifty-yard line. How big is a football field? I don't know, like a hundred yards. Uh-huh. I think it's like midway, right in the so middle. It'd be like the line you know, of scrimmage. Yeah, and even <laughs> I don't think it's a line of scrimmage. If it's a hundred feet, it's in the middle. But, but the line doesn't the line of scrimmage move? But at the beginning, it's in at the, the beginning. Yes. Oh yeah, it's like yeah. the like the puck drop if you were yeah. hockey. Yeah. But the scrimmage. Yeah, that's a thing. I swear. Um. And Tim even says, I mean, maybe, okay, this is getting a bit off track. So when he promises the tickets to the Cougar as well, mm-hmm. he even says, like, this isn't for us. It's for Bo. Right. And, like, if you don't want to go, then, like, like sell them and you can make a lot of money. So, like, okay. obviously they're really good tickets. Because, like, if you could sell them, yeah, they've got to be worth something, right? Yeah. So Tyra... Gets tickets from her weird Tim friendship. Wants to go with Landry and her sort of budding Landry friendship to the game, which I think is in Dallas. Yeah. I said Austin before, but that's incorrect. That's incorrect. And then Landry's stoked. So excited. Mm -hmm. He's getting his life from that offer. So he's planning the road trip as we... Like we said before. Oh yeah, we said that he would be amazing at planning road planning road road trips. So he has... He wants to listen to some sexy crucifictorious and eat some delicate erotic chocolates that he's picked out. Did he make them or buy them? 
make. No, buy. I think he. <laughs> I think he bought them, but like you said I both wish. so sincerely, like make no buy. <laughs> I was like picturing both. I thought that he made them because he. It looked like he was like that. He was wrapping them or something. They looked like they were in a really fancy box. Oh, okay. But okay. I yeah, wish they looked he like made lingerie them. or something. I wish he made them because mm-hmm. that would be so much better. And also, where do you get a recipe for delicate erotic chocolates? And can I have it? Pinterest, like, baby. I was gonna say like definitely Pinterest. Um. So he plans the road trip to a T. He goes to pick up Tyra. Greets Mindy with, "How's this stripping?" Because he can never be normal. Um, and then, lo and behold, um, the whole family piles out of the house and they're all ready for the road trip. With like 40 bags. So many bags, which Landry has to schlep to the car. Because Tim, in his infinite wisdom, because he's a smelly hot genius, uh, didn't tell Tyra he gave the tickets away. The good tickets, the VIP tickets. So he gives her four shitty tickets Mm-hmm. in the nosebleeds to go to the game. Super shitty. Like, when they get there, they're the only ones sitting there. And Landry doesn't know that. He still thinks he's going on his sexy road trip. Yeah. But now he's taking the whole Colette clan to Dallas. So, on the way, he picks up Grandma Saracen. Who's waiting at a bus stop because he tells Matt he can't drive his grandma Oh, because he's going on a sexy road trip with Tyra and he says maybe she's gonna have to take the bus then and then that's where they find her waiting for the bus so and I Landry think, like, she missed the bus like that's does anyone else get that feeling yeah, that, like because she's by herself yeah, there's no one there's else no waiting one else waiting like grandma missed the bus guys that's really and sad so, this is Landry like kind of being annoying because he he doesn't want to drive grandma may she take the bus but then he picks her up because he wants to like He's just like, oh, like, let's just take her, like, you know, and maybe they'll be annoyed by the fact that I'm bringing her or it's like a distraction. Like, he's just like, ah, who cares now? I think he picks her up because it's the Christian thing to do. And I also <laughs> think because, like you said, who cares now? Like, yeah. Jamie, like, it's not his sexy road trip. Like, it's not what he envisions. So he's like, whatever, let's just pack him in there. And he then picks up Lila, who's stranded on the side of the road. Because her shitty car broke down. And it's a Christian thing to do to pick up stranded girls. Yeah, Yeah. stranded anyone. Okay. As long as they're not a serial killer. There was a hitchhiker on the 400 on Friday and I did not want to pick him up. So I didn't do the Christian thing. Yeah, I mean, safety first. Yeah, I think that's okay. (laughs) I think you made a good life choice. Um, Lila and Tyra don't want to like they get into a funny fight slash friendship building exercise on the side of the road before Lila like decides she's going to get in the car about like Buddy and about Tyra's mom and about Tim and like all that stuff and it's kind of the best one of the best scenes I think yeah they kind of like come to terms with like all the things that they had like resented about each other in the past but like for dumb reasons and then they were kind of like well we both got screwed over so they realized they were like more they were more the same than they were like different yeah like and then bottom line is Tyra has food so get in that car girl they have french fries 
Yeah, I mean, what other reason do you need? <laughs> yeah, if you need to lure me into a car at any time. <laughs> Food. I have mean, french fries. Yeah. This is like exactly the road trip I envision for any road trip I ever take. It turns into like on. the most incredible road trip where they sing like Lady Marmalade at the top of their lungs. Yeah, and it's just like all about, they just talk about like their bodies and like their menstrual cycles. Yeah, so um, Angela loves the chocolates that Landry <laughs> bought because she's premenstrual and tingly, which I love. Yes. The chocolates that make her feel tingly. So speaking <laughs> of Angela's period. Speaking of. Like, Angela has no concept of her period. She's mm-hmm. just like, oh, like, I think I'm going to get my period. And then, like, halfway through the road trip, she's like, I need tampon. <laughs> like, she had, she does not track that shit. Uh-uh. Just sneaks up on her, probably very irregular. She's, like, the type of, she's, like, the um, the woman who's, like, doesn't track her period, but, like, when she craves chocolate, she's like, she I knows. know my period's around the corner. Yeah, she's like, oh, like, my boobs feel crazy. So it's, like, a different kind of body literacy, because mm-hmm. you're just, like... I can map my chocolate craving and my boob size. <laughs> yeah, totally. Which Meanwhile, is, like, is, you know, works for some people if you're just, you know. I mean, we can't all have a calendar or an app. We can now, have a- <laughs> but back then they didn't. In 2006, they couldn't do anything. It was medieval period tracking over mm-hmm. there. Basically the Stone Age. It was like literal a calendar hanging in your kitchen and you'd have to like mark an X on it every time. Like, like a horrifying. little red dot. Not gonna oh, lie, yeah. I used to do that before smartphones. Totally, oh a little God. red dot. And not then, in my kitchen though. And then like everyone in your house just goes like, shit, that girl. But we do get another piece of the Tammy puzzle the least surprising so far I'd say that her periods are like clockwork yeah (laughs) like Like it's kind of interesting but also kind of boring at the same time it's just like of course it is of course her hormones are perfectly balanced like look at that long lustrous hair (laughs) (laughs) like it's the least surprising thing I've ever heard true agreed so she has she goes to the clinic because she's six days late Oh, yeah. I know. Like, who does that? Like, I don't Six even do that. days late. Well, I guess... Almost yeah. a week. Yeah, like... If you're regular, like Tammy... That's true. That's like, huge, Tammy's right? like, one day one, she's like, oh, boy. <laughs> day two, day three, she's, she's sweating like, it out. Like, <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah, she puts her hair in a ponytail. <laughs> she has some flyaways happening. Those, like, hormone flyaways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's like a a funny, we were saying it's like a funny, like, Tammy has, you know, one, it's one, like, version of, like, an adult woman, and you can just tell that her period is tracked down to a T, and then you look at Angela, who's, like, a free spirit, you know, different type of life and priorities, and she's just like, whoa, now I just need tampons. Yeah, but not only tracked, just, like frequency and oh, like regularity. regularity and i think that might just be too like from just like the type of like life yeah mm-hmm. her wild party lifestyle man yeah meanwhile tammy is eating like four square meals a day like 60 <laughs> percent vegetables 40 percent starches <laughs> she like whatever the other percent is and like that one <laughs> glass of wine at the end of the day just mm-hmm. to like Always red, Tie though. it all together. Oh, no, is she a red wine drinker? No, she likes she, the white, she's wine. A white wine drinker. 
They drank what red wine like early on yeah. in season one a couple times, but it didn't stick. I think because it's so hot in Texas. Mm-hmm. And white wine is just much more refreshing. So refreshing. Like the one we're drinking now. It's almost like as hot as Texas, though, in this fucking city right now. It, it might be hot. Also, it's the solstice today. So it's a hot full moon solstice. So we all just might like explode. <laughs> we all just got our periods. <laughs> yeah, like our uteruses are going to like live like outside of our bodies tonight and like be free under the full moon. Yeah, they're going to go dance at Stonehenge 6. <laughs> like we should just revisit Stonehenge tonight because it's probably a spiritual experience by now. Mm-hmm. I'm having a spiritual experience. Like shout out to Stonehenge. One, two. One through 12. <laughs> uh, okay. So, so speaking of Tammy's menstrual cycle, um, she gets some good news. She does she has some get, weird news. She, her hair is going to be even better than it already is. First point. True. Wait, doesn't your hair turn bad when you're pregnant? No, after pregnancy. After pregnancy, your hair turns bad. Uh, the During, you get all these extra hormones and it's like... Oof. With the added benefit of prenatal vitamins, it's yes. like a fucking double whammy of mm. hair and nails. Not that she needs it, but... It, she's going to be unstoppable. Mm. So anyway, she's pregnant. Yeah. Sorry, we, we buried the lead on that. I mean, what's more important here? Yeah. Beautiful Gracie hair. Bell or that head of hair. Hair hair always comes first. Sorry, Gracie Bell. Um, so yeah, she's going to have a baby. And she's like really shocked by the news. Because, well, I mean, I guess she's not... Her reproductive cycle isn't as perfect as we thought it was. Because they've been trying to have a baby since... They found out what a piece of shit Julie was. They're like, oh, this <laughs> this baby is horrible. We need a second one immediately. Yeah. We need a better one. God. Round two. God. But they didn't succeed. Until now. Until until now. Until how many months ago? She would only be like a month. If she only six days, she would only be like a month along. Is that what you mean? How yeah, pregnant she is? That's yeah. so little like, pregnant. At least like a month or less. Or less, yeah. That's why, like, I think she wanted to go to the clinic clinic because oh, it would have been like at home. It wouldn't really tell her. Well, and I thought that was a bit weird, like, because they were saying she was so, they, they, the clinic was so busy and like couldn't take her, and she was just like, I just don't have time to grab a pregnancy test. Like that was her excuse, and I was like, I'm pretty sure that'd be faster yeah. than going to the emergency <laughs> you could, like, pee room. Pee on it in your car. Yeah, I yeah. would. Like, she should have just been like, y'all can tell by my information I'm giving you that like I'm probably like a like three weeks pregnant which is why I need a scientific test to tell me like that's all she needed to say but she just like went down some weird drugstore excuse route <laughs> she probably doesn't want to see Matt buying condoms at the drugstore oh my god again. she probably True. never went back to the drugstore after she's that probably they probably have no toothpaste like there's just like <laughs> nothing ha- they're out of toilet paper but she's like I can't go back I can't I can't like chance it um, yeah, who knows what she would see this time. <laughs> but um, Smash's mom to the rescue, Mrs. Smash, the best person in the world. Yeah. It's weird that like Planned Parenthood made a real um, like appearance on this show. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that's weird? I don't know. I guess. But is it Planned? Like, is it? It's not really like out and outright Planned Parenthood, right? Like they never say it is. Yeah, they do. Oh, okay. I was under the impression just like a clinic, like quote. (laughs) (laughs) Marianne did air quotes. That's what she said. Quote a clinic. (laughs) 
No, I think there's one episode where uh, where Mrs. Smash is slut shaming Tyra, and she's like, "I work at Planned Parenthood, so I guess I'll be seeing you soon." This really like whack. Oh. Uh, I think it's like episode one or two where like Tyra and Smash are making out, like something oh, yes. super random, like well that never gets revisited, and that's when she drops her Planned Parenthood. Bomb. Gotcha. That's like a little sneaky slip in there then. Cause like I didn't even like remember that part and put those two together. But also Mrs. Smash, that was harsh. Yeah. <laughs> but she's not harsh with Tammy. No. She's a benevolent angel. How pregnant do you want to be? Because you extremely pregnant. And Tammy's face is just like shock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She doesn't know if she wants to be very pregnant. Or pregnant at all. Word. Um I think we should talk about Coach. Okay. Yeah, you have something to say about Coach? Oh, goodness. I think he's a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping right in. Yeah, so there's the whole TMU thing. And he goes to TMU after Tammy explicitly tells him, just don't accept the job right away. And what does he do? He accepts the job right away. Because they pull out the whole we've got another guy on the line and we don't want to lose Mm -hmm. him waiting for you. Which, I mean, let's be real. That's the oldest recruiter trick in the book. Is that even a thing that ever happens? I think people say that all the time. No, I mean, but is there ever another guy on the line? Definitely not. There is no one waiting in the wings for anything. (laughs) I also think that they do that too so that like the person who's being indecisive can't like negotiate a better salary or like a better deal. Yeah, yeah, so and then you're just stuck. It's about like t- it's about like time, and it's about like we don't want you to like fight this. We want you to just take it as it is. Coach probably could have got so much more money out of it. He folds like a house of cards, though. Oh, oh, he's spineless. <laughs> so we've been seeing this a lot, but like, is he spineless, or does he just see things at like face value, and he just takes, he just accepts that people are just telling him the truth. I don't know. I, like, am very intrigued by, like, Marianne's, uh, like, r- opinion of Coach because you've, this is the first time you've watched this, this series, right? Yes. Right. But, so, okay, okay, continue. But, like, so her opinion is, like, from the beginning, like, that Coach is a jackass. But you have, you started watching the show after you heard us going in on him week after week. Very true. I listened to the first four or five episodes of the podcast before I even started watching mm-hmm. the show. So when we first watched the show, obviously, like everyone else, is, we're like, oh my God, Coach Taylor, like A, hot, B, so like hot. inspirational, <laughs> C, like best, like Dilf, dad, husband ever. Just comes down to like, he's really, really hot. I think that that's what you're hot. saying though. Yeah, like he's good he's looking hot so and let's passionate. forgive everything that he does wrong. Yeah, and it's not even like that because he is like, he's good at his job and like yes. he like has some like, you know, he has like a thing within him that inspires people. He does and, have redeeming qualities. Yeah, but of course. I, and maybe it's just that my loyalties lie with Tammy. Of course. And I just feel like he treats her so terribly. So even after he accepts, like, TMU, he comes home. He doesn't even have the decency to, like, talk to her about this huge life-changing decision he made sober. He comes home drunk. And then when she asks, she's on the phone, and he, like, is all excited and whatever about his life-changing excitement. And 
when she asks him point blank, like, did you accept the job? He just goes, well, yeah. And then starts talking about the stupid stadium, like as if she gives a shit. Yeah. He handled that whole thing really bad. Like terribly. Yeah. He didn't treat it like it was a family decision. No. He's like, asks for forgiveness type dude mm, yes you know where it's like, like easier to ask for forgiveness forgiveness than permission yes. yeah than beg for permission he just like he would never but he also doesn't live in the realm where he'd ever have to beg for permission he just kind of like he just like goes like oh this seems like a thing i would do today <laughs> in this yeah. in this moment and then just does it so like marianne has a very like she's like more i think she like attacks like the coach situation with like a different perspective and she gives him like leniency when she feels it's really deserved whereas like i'm like oh my god he's so hot right now and like all past transgressions out the window (laughs) yeah so i like respect your like steadfast i clearly don't forgive easily (laughs) (laughs) and like normally i don't forgive easily either so i'm like kind of scared that coach has me so like wrapped around his finger i know like you know, like I'm yeah. sucked in. I'm so sucked in. And I'm like, I get, I get it. I get how Tammy could like stay with him. Yeah, dude. Like, like I bet he throws down. Let's just say, let's just say it. So when she, when Tammy tells coach finally that like she's been like holding off yeah. from telling him. And when she finally tells him that she's pregnant, like his reaction, like I, like I melted into a puddle on my couch. I could like he grabs her head and he like but not in like a weird way. <laughs> but he like grabs her head Holds and he's like her down. <laughs> and he just like gives her like a million like head kisses and he's like, Are you serious? Like we're gonna have a baby. Like it's and like the music, everything yeah. is like incredible. Like not that you would expect anything less from like a husband who's like finding out he's gonna have a kid. <laughs> like you would think that like that's like the happiest news, but like but it's coach exactly, and, and like he had his dreams, like he had his plan. Yeah, but and like I as soon as say, he hears it, as soon as he hears it, he's like, oh, my priorities are shifted, and like this is it. Yeah, I have to say, even like as someone who legitimately does not like coach, like even that moment touched my coach jaded heart and yeah. i was like oh coach maybe you're only 94 percent asshole <laughs> yeah i thought it was just like really lovely and like both of the both of them are such good actors yeah like they yeah. really sold that moment to yeah. me it was very real um, it was so real and like they were both just like happy crying happy laughing i'm like this is like where i'm like worried about my own like health and well-being is when i can just like let that kind of shit slide and yeah. just be like, oh, coach, yeah. So I just want him to hug me. He's all good. <laughs> but, like, to be, like, the coach's advocate. <laughs> um, and devil is loosely thrown yeah, in there. like, it's implied. Um, <laughs> like, he, the way he talks about his job opportunity, like, to Matt and to people. And, like, I we have to assume that he's not, like, bullshitting. No. Like, we have to assume it's coming from the heart because I don't think he's a bullshitter. Where he says, like, if you had a family like mine, you would understand why I'm taking this job opportunity because, like, I want to give them the best. So, like, 
he thinks that this is his way of like providing for the family because he's like a very traditional man. Like he thinks that he needs to like be like bringing home the bacon or whatever. Yeah, totally. So he thinks that like this is the way that he can like take care of the people he loves. And I think that that's like a like you know a beautiful thing. So Coach accepts the job and Julie takes it horribly. Julie's mad. As per usual. And Tammy concocts a plan which puts her and Julie in Dillon while Coach is in Austin. Austin. So that, like, Julie and her can, like, hang out at school and Coach can go do his job. That way everybody gets what they want because Tammy isn't ready to, like, give up her position at the school. And I think, like, Tyra's a little bit of this, like, the catalyst for that now because she really has she sees that she is making a difference in people's lives yeah like I think Tyra is like a is like she just is like wow like where would she be or where are these other kids be if they didn't have like a person to help them or talk to so she wants to stay in Dylan it's a really weird plan though like it's a weird plan but she she's doing it for her she's trying to keep her interests like on the table because coach's interests like trump usually everyone's interests for sure and i think that like her interest and in her job is important but like she's like coach is like oh like there's schools any counselors other places too and tammy's like no there's no other kids like she literally <laughs> says that and like that's not like super true no but that's just like her emotions in the moment yeah right and i think that's like the tyra thing like she's super wrapped up in these kids and yeah she's a bit irrational because of it what i would think would happen if this plan were to unfold in real life was like they would do it for like a year ish and she could like get some stuff kind of like under wraps and people in university and like on the trail. And then she could like find that like peace to then like move on. Right. You know? So what she says is that she'll do that until Julie is done high school. Yeah. So at this point in the show, the writers were like, Julie is finishing up her second last year of high school. So if they six months away, it's November. So that's December, January, February, March, April, May. So that's the end of the school year. Yeah. So really, that's only one more year. Yeah. And you're right. But like in reality, like in the show's canon, Julie is in 10th grade. Yeah. They change it. So that would be three years of them living apart, which is like absurd, especially since she has a brand new baby. And like the first three years are critical to a baby's cognitive development. But a baby doesn't need coach to be there. (laughs) Well, not for its cognitive development. <laughs> they need, like, love and care. And yeah. Tammy's going to be all wrapped up in Julie being a piece of shit. <laughs> and I cannot wait to get to that. Season two is going to be amazing. And there are actually, I mean, not to get, like, serious, but there are a lot of, like, studies that say, like, a father's involvement in their child's life early on are, like, super important. That's why, like... In, um, I think it's Sweden and places like, you know, all those amazing Scandinavian countries, dads get like a ton of paternity leave because they see it as important. So like, yeah, coach not being there for the first like three years potentially of Gracie Bell's life. That would be crazy. That could basically result in a second Julie and nobody wants that. She definitely, she's an only child for sure. Yeah. It's too late for her, but... Not for Gracie Bell. (laughs) She's like a glimmering light of hope. Yeah. She is their dream. She's their dream. 
Um, so yeah, so Tammy concocts this whack plan (laughs) (laughs) to stay in Dylan and Julie's being like her shitty self. And she tells Matt Saracen that, um, her dad got this football job in at TMU. And then Matt, um, like the man he is can't handle anything. So he goes on an emotional roller coaster. Well, it's like his dad's leaving him again. <laughs> like his second dad is leaving him again. Can I just say, and I totally agree, like it's his second dad, but that makes Julie his sister. <laughs> Word. Yeah, good point. And Matt is more sad that Coach is abandoning him than Julie is leaving Dylan. For sure. Like, for sure. Like, if she doesn't recognize that, like, she's as dumb as we think she is. <laughs> yeah, because, like, when she tells him the news, his eyes are, like, all serious and he's all, like, in a daze. And it's because he's going, like, my dad, Coach? <laughs> yeah, it's totally. Coach, my dad is, is my dad, Coach? Am I, uh... Yeah. We see more of this in season two. <laughs> so it's just like everywhere that coach is leaving the, some of the team can handle it. Some of the team can't and it affects their state game a little bit. Yeah. Everyone is all wait. So yeah, the a reporter spills the beans mm-hmm. about coach. He was going to gracefully announce it probably after state after winning the beautiful trophy yeah of course and matt has actually kept his mouth shut he's yeah. kept the news to himself surprisingly yeah no Matt's. i don't know good. why i'm mad yeah, why at matt. do you why do you hate matt today i just hate him because he's being a snivelly little baby his about, life is so I, shitty well, like give him a break <laughs> like give him a break i just think that it's weird like i think it's like rude of him to be care about coach more than julie but you hate julie i'm like i'm pro mad on this like that's hard for him i'm pro mad too i just think it's surprising that like that's a huge secret to keep from your whole team and like you know what i mean he's the head of the team and they're all about like it's surprising that he wasn't mm-hmm. like, guys, big news. No. He has, a, he has a good heart. Is he, he still the captain, like, technically? Yeah. Because he's the quarterback? Yes. Yeah. So they're playing, who are they playing? West Cambria? Yeah, they're playing um, their old flame. Voodoo. Uh, Voodoo Tatum. It is a game of destiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You win or you die. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> um. And it's like they're playing their old quarterback. It's like a rivalry thing. Um, you know, now coach is leaving. So it's like, what kind of legacy is he going to leave with this game? There's a lot of pressure. Um, Jason Street has been made like the quarterback um, coach or something. Oh, yeah, I guess so. So it's kind of just like a bunch of stuff swirling around. And the coach news affects everybody and they just like play like garbage for a bit. Yeah. The first half of the game, they're just going wild. Like they can't do anything. Yeah. They're throwing like really bad passes. Like there's like, they're all being intercepted. They can't catch the ball. They're fumbling like crazy. Fumble. It's the only word I know. They're Still. definitely fumbling. They're just fumbling. They're just fumbling. There's interceptions and there's fumbling. Yeah. They can't read the blocks or hit the gaps. (laughs) Um, And it just takes one magical, what's it, pep talk? Yeah. Like a speech, something? So 
it cuts to commercial where it looks like the Panthers are on their way out. Even the announcer is like, looks like news of coach's departure is like yeah. <laughs> they're down 26 oh my to god nothing that's that's horrible. bad like, for football that's really bad like they are they suck yeah. basically so it cuts to commercial and then it opens and it's like silence and they're in the change room and like coach is like standing in front of him with a serious look on his eyes and you're like shit is about to go down <laughs> like coach is about to like come out with his amazing speech and obviously he does yeah as usual he kills it yep every man at some point in his life is gonna lose a battle he's gonna fight and he's gonna lose but what makes him a man is that in the midst of that battle he does not lose himself this game is not over this battle is not over So let's hear it one more time. Together. Clear eyes, full hearts. Let's go! Fun fact. Here's another of my fun behind-the-scenes facts. Coach Taylor, or Kyle Chandler, was, like, really sick with the flu that day that they Ooh, shot it. And he has no memory of anything he said. <laughs> Even though it was, like, mostly... Um, ad-libbed. That That's is crazy. amazing. <laughs> it just, like, lives forever now. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. I just don't understand why he doesn't just give these really inspirational pep talks at the beginning of the game. Like, and then they would find point. themselves in this situation. I think he needs to like see like see them hit bottom and then raise them back up. And see that's that how he failure? does it. That's let like, them hit rock bottom. Yeah, let them feel like shit and then be like, but you guys actually yeah like you're not so bad yeah exactly that's, like that's make them feel horrible until they can feel amazing it's his True. model for sure yeah. uh it's he, kind of like how they treat most of the women in Dylan too <laughs> <laughs> that's true get well, them to bottom and, and then, then just be like oh i'm here to to build you back up yeah good point yeah crazy and matt pulls himself together um, and he believes in like the team and in coach and he like throws together this like really, I guess it's a good play. It's just sounded like gibberish when he said it and to get them that touchdown, that final scoring winning touchdown. I do know that he threads the needle. Cool. And he does an 18 lateral. Cool. I mean, it's, it's nonsense, but it's. Amazing to watch. <laughs> it was like art out there on the field, mm-hmm. guys. And then Panthers win state. Panthers win state. Ooh. I think this calls for some champagne. I agree. Peel and lift. Oh my God, it's Don't you push down. Oh, do you? Peel. Don't don't put it in your face. No, it's click to reseal. Oh. I can't do it. <gasps> Woo! <Whoa>. Panthers <laughs> win state! Yay! Oh, that was the scariest thing of my life. 
I am always so stressed out when that happens. I'm always like, don't look at it or like it'll go in your eyes. It's true. It's my biggest fear. Like champagne is really not that fun when you just have to like be scared the whole time. I know. I guess people like the danger. They get like an adrenaline rush. Interesting. Yeah. People like open champagne with reckless abandon. I feel. Knives. (laughs) Okay. Swords. The most dangerous alcoholic beverage in the room. Anyway. So that champagne was brought to you by... Not really brought to you by, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. um, yellowtail, pink bubbles, sparkling rosé wine. Pink bubbles. It sounds like fucking cute, right? Yeah. Super cute. Adorable. Um, pink bubbles. Pink bubbles. Pink for a girl. Oh my God. Congratulations, <laughs> Tammy. <laughs> yeah. And I guess coach. Yeah. Mm. And I guess coach on like your new like job, whatever. Oh, true. And like Panthers winning state, and who else needs? Who else deserves congratulations? Okay, I think I, I think you have to give Tyra and Lila a shout out. Congratulations for becoming friends again, guys! And, and congratulations for, for burning your uniform, Lila. Yeah. yeah, and just like overcoming like all kinds of like patriarchy and bullying, and just like the whole nine yards. Yeah, you know. Whoa, this is like the prettiest drink it I've ever is had. It's pink. It's so cute. Oh my god. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're women, okay? <laughs> if you ever want to get us going, just pour some pink alcohol into a glass. It just... is like strawberries and cream. Okay, weird, but like pretty true. But like not in a weird way. No, I would drink this to the end of time. I would drink it like from the bottle with a straw i would drink it on my deathbed i would drink it with a boat i would drink it i don't know I'm trying to go for a dr seuss but you know yeah i would drink it from beyond the grave as part of our new podcast about ghosts yeah um tweeted us if you're interested in a spin-off podcast about ghosts if you have a scary story to show to share dm us yeah and you can be a guest on our new podcast so we're getting ahead of ourselves. We only finished season one. There's five seasons. And it's so this one fun. is really good. It's um, so it said it was like strawberries and cream. So obviously I was influenced, but I do taste it. I agree. Um, it's not too sweet. Surprisingly, no. And like, I think they mean the creaminess in that it doesn't like it's not sharp when you like are drinking it, you know, like the bubbles kind of like go away and it like is smooth when you drink it. Yeah, what do you guys want to talk about while we're drinking wine? The roast? I like the roast. Yeah. There was a roast. There was a roast. And it wasn't on this podcast for once. <laughs> Good one. Thanks. Marianne was, like, really confused about roasts. Yeah, like, I mean, I know what they are, but why <laughs> is a high school football team doing one? Have you never, like, been, like, part taken no. in a roast? I mean, I watched the Justin Bieber one. Mm-hmm. Was that one good? I mean, Martha Stewart was on it, which was adorable. That yeah, that was pretty awesome. That's crazy. So yeah, I just I didn't realize that this was a thing that people did, especially like in a high school, because it gets pretty risque. Like let's be real. Yeah, it does there's actually. some sex jokes. There's a few sex it's jokes. It's mostly just sex jokes, and one about <clears throat> what is it? Email or sending is things email. <laughs> um. Yeah, so Smash has the obviously like classic Smash thinks he's like so funny and like comes up with the joke like Matt 
when he started was so shy. He had to email his plays. <laughs> Buddy Garrity stole his joke. Yeah. And he gets so mad. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't know how about it. Yeah, that's true. How I think okay, maybe like great minds think alike. No, Smash no, Buddy. no, no. Buddy is not a great mind. First of all, <laughs> here's how Smash literally told seventeen thousand people that joke before the roast, and true. Buddy just like happened to be an earshot and was like, "Eh, you know what? I didn't really my materials aren't that strong. You know, I really need like to end on a, a high note. That's like I can just you know what? That's good enough. I'll just take that joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Like Smash did not keep his material like safe yeah no so is this like a recurring thing because i know it also happens on parks and recreation is like stealing jokes for roasts really like a common thing or like was parks and rec directly referencing this episode because they have referenced friday night lights in the past leslie nope is obsessed with friday night lights i don't know you'd think that she'd be like oh this is just like what happened to smash if she loves friday night lights so much true there's that episode of Friends where they don't know who stole the joke from who. It's not from a, for a roast. It's for obviously... Uh, like some Chandler thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's exactly what it was. Chandler. So someone... They didn't know... Who, <laughs> like, I think Chandler. it was like Ross thought that it was his joke, but Chandler said that Ross stole it from him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But let's be real. Like, Ross stole it. Ross 100% yeah, he's not stole Chandler it. Chandler didn't have to steal a joke. No. Like, not he's that Chandler's funny. great. That's why he's like, there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Ross would definitely steal a joke yeah and not remember it it's such a ross thing to do <laughs> yeah and he would like definitely think he thought of it oh yeah. ross who's the ross of friday night lights oh my gosh <laughs> like landry is landry no, the ross no i think coach is the ross yeah because i hate ross <laughs> <laughs> i'm like one of those weird people that really likes i know ross. like if i i would I mean, like, quick friends sidebar. Totally. Fuck, Mary kill. Fuck, Joey, Mary... No. Mm. Oh, my God. This is the easiest thing you've ever, like... Okay, kill Chandler, obviously. No. You marry Chandler, you fuck no. Joey, and you no, murder I Ross never marry over Chandler. and over again. I hate I'm, Chandler. I can't do that. I can't do fuck, Mary kill for the guys on Friends, because I get too confused. I don't know whether to fuck Joey or marry... Jo- okay, I'm going to marry Joey and fuck Ross. Ross would be so bad at fucking. He would be. But But would Chandler be better at it? No, I want to kill Chandler. Joey. But I want to marry Joey. So then, okay. So you have to just fuck someone bad. Just Ross just is a bad lay. Yeah, just fuck Ross. It's fine. Ew. (laughs) I just like am one of those people that likes Ross. Yeah, I I like Ross too. I think he's fucking hilarious. And, and maybe also, like his body is like the source of all the best jokes <laughs> on that is, show, which is That's so true. funny that That's like, true. like obviously Friends isn't like a very uh, progressive show. Mm-hmm. Like you can't watch it now and be like, huh, good joke, everyone. Yeah. But like the fact that Ross's body is objectified and made the joke mm-hmm. of things is like kind of. But also, so is Monica's. I know, but like we gotta take a win where we can get one. <laughs> Anyway, back to the roast. Back to the roast. <laughs> back to the roast. So, in the process, we've roasted like a hundred fictional characters. <laughs> we can't like we can't keep our roasts to a minimum. Yeah, we can't. I got like, roasted at a roast once. What did they say about you? I think um, this might be like a little much for my parents who are listening but like it was at summer camp and that was when I met Joe right and we used to just like hook up you know all the time because it was the summer camp so I think it was about that 
Oh yeah. Well. Um. So yeah, just like that was my rose. So that's where I, I go down in history for. It. Hey, uh, how about Saracen sleeping with the coach's daughter? Pretty much exactly that. <laughs> um. So the roast is like kind of funny. There's like a few funny jokes, not really well, anything. Tammy's a born comedian. But then like, Tammy takes a stage and it's like her speech is like it's an emotional roller coaster. Like I know. It's, it hits the funny parts. It hits the emotional parts. It's so good. It like is serious and funny and like like they got Obama's speechwriter to write Tammy's fucking roast. I swear. It's the like the verbal embodiment of her hair. And how mm. her hair makes me feel. Like shines. Like everything just like Cute. was glowing. Everything is in the perfect place exactly. for it to be. <laughs> Whoa, yes. Yeah, good good observation. But And I also loved when he's like, it's a roast, not a skewer. And she's like, I know, hon. Lucky for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she makes like football um, football sex jokes football sex yep. jokes like like he calls out plays like during sex oh man yeah and like she's calls something the spread formation which is clearly a sex that a sex joke and go for two go is for the two. most yeah. sexual thing i've ever heard and when she says it <laughs> go for two like, yeah that's the voice she uses like she's playing it up i love it oh yeah. man and she ends on this like kind of like very um, like serious note about how like they're there to like help the kids in the school and how like they've touched their lives and vice versa and um, she's like looking at Tyra when she's like talking mm-hmm. and then when um, she gets off the stage she like hugs and kisses coach obviously because they're in love ultimately blah 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 and but then she hugs Tyra which is like for me I could not contain myself it was too beautiful they're it made me feel like really i don't know i felt crazy like theirs is the truest love story (laughs) of the series like they're like the they're the truest like partnership they support each other yeah they do yeah they definitely do i love the roast long live the roast let's i think we should conduct our own roast but like fashion only a fashion roast a fashion roast. perfect <laughs> like first of all this was our first okay this is another coach gem mm-hmm. for okay for some reason like we are we've always been fixated on like the style of the half zip pullover since we were in i believe katie correct me if i'm wrong grade seven <laughs> okay i'm gonna say you're right <laughs> Was it grade seven? It was grade seven. And I actually know the origins of this. Okay, let her rip. <laughs> um, because he, uh, once again, we have to bring up American Idol. <laughs> um, but there was an American Idol Old Navy holiday commercial. And they were playing Family Feud. And then, like, one of the answers was, like, half-zip pullover. And, like, R.J. McLean, yep. like, unzipped his half-zip pullover. And so we, like, just went crazy for it. And, like, Greg our good friend shout out to Greg um, wore half zip pullovers in grade 7 and we just like mercilessly 
would not let him alone over it. Yeah, we, we just, made fun of him every day of his life because he wore a half zip pullover. And because he, we saw it on an old Navy holiday commercial that end. <laughs> and he brought it up to us like just a couple months ago when we had drinks with him. <laughs> and he like he was never gonna get over it. No, so we ruined someone's life because we Because of comedy. <laughs> because of so comedy. this is how <laughs> this is how deep the roast goes. Um so coach Coach is wearing a half zip pullover. He looks fucking whack. He <laughs> he debuted the half zip pullover. Fleece. In technical the, fleece. The fucking last episodes of the show. I know. Like, what are we supposed to do? Not talk about it? Like, I can't believe this is the first time it's reared its fleecy head. I feel like it's probably from Old oh, Navy. I believe it is the first time it's reared its head because it's November. Oh, oh, it's getting cold. It's getting chilly. He can't just have a pullover windbreaker. It's he needs too that thin. polar fleece. Like he starts out with a polo, mm-hmm. moves into the windbreaker, the zip-up windbreaker. That proves too breezy. Yeah, pullover windbreaker, no loose holes for wind also, to go like, through. His neck might get cold. His neck might get cold. So he's a hence pol- the zip. But he might get hot, so he can unzip it. <laughs> and it has pockets for him to put his little fingers into perfect i this started out as a rose announced as like an appreciation <laughs> of its like incredible like technical and like useful abilities i might get one now like i'm pretty sure you can still get the metal navy i'm picturing like wearing one and i'm like so comforted okay mission uh, in, i feel like you have one for hiking probably not a i definitely have half zips i don't know if they're fleece hmm but I definitely do have half zips. I can bring some for you guys to wear next time you film oh or record. Oh my god. Yeah, next time we do this, you should bring us half zip pullovers. Hopefully it won't be 40 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> True. Just wearing half zips and nothing else. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's like coach, coach when he goes for two. <laughs> um, loved that. So coach brings it fashion-wise, the tail end of the season. Julie's accessories. Oh, goodness. They speak to me this season, or this episode. I mean, when she goes to talk to Matt and, like, spill the beans about her dad getting the new job, um, she is wearing what can only be described as the aesthetic that was the 12-year-old me (laughs) in her plastic, lucite, rainbow, chunky ring. Mm -hmm. I so think like I layers. own like seven of those. Yeah, like yeah. huge and Yeah, it's grotesque. such a ring that you would have of, at like, that time. It was perfect. They did yeah, a great job. Yeah, it was job. on point. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, it looked dumb, but it was like so what she would wear. Yeah, yeah. she would. Go to Claire's after school. Oh, or Ardennes if you were on a budget. I also loved... Um, Grandma Saracen's embroidered matte sweater. Oh my God, from the so season. cool. Uh, from the state the finals. The state game, yeah. yeah. It was so sweet. Um, That's an Etsy project in the making. Like, Grandma is the best character on the show. <laughs> <laughs> like, she made this sweater to commemorate Matt. Like, that's so adorable. Yeah. Her fashion, like, it'll just keep growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's pretty wonderful. She's such a sweetie. Yeah, that wasn't actually like really a roast. No, <laughs> that's but the opposite. How can you roast grandma? You I could never. Can't. But now for a roast. 
Tattoo girl. Tattoo girl. Like you, you didn't think that tattoo girl would come back, but like somehow she came back. She is like, she's not like that important. She's an itch you can't scratch. I was going to say she's crabs, but that's, <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> awesome. She comes back. She's in Dylan for some stupid excuse like some of a reason. Writer reason. That makes no sense. Um, and so she runs into Jason, who's still engaged to Lila. If like we just keep forgetting that fact. Yeah. Um, so she is wearing capri leggings or like cut off tights, maybe. That was a thing in yeah. 2006. Um, but they're under capri, <laughs> like slightly shorter capri length cutoffs. Like jeans cut off at yeah. capri length. Yeah. And then, so the, and then there's like two, three inches of calf Ew. exposed. And then she's wearing cowboy boots. Ah! And then like a flowy, like tunic made in Nepal, probably. Wow. She's a visionary, guys. Wow. Somehow I missed this whole outfit. Yeah. I probably repressed it. <laughs> I like caught a glimpse of it and I paused because I like had the instinct that like I something something, something is not was right. Gonna go down. So I paused it and I took it all in and I was like, this girl is fucked. So are we talking like an ankle height cowboy boot? No. Mid calf. Can I just say that this outfit is reminiscent of every single person I met when I was in Europe in 2007? Every European woman. Really? Wear, honest to God, we wear like a dress or a skirt that was like knee length and then like cut off like knee length or like mid calf, like capri tights and then boots that like left three or two or three inches of skin on their like calf. And I... It drove me absolutely insane. Like, just get the full length tight, for God's sakes. I did fall victim to the cut off tight, and I would like buy tights in crazy colors and cut them myself because I was so crafty. But was, did you wear them with boots? No, I wore them with like Converse. That's I was going to say, 100% it was a thing in like the mid 2000s to do like a capri legging of any kind, especially black, but with a cut off denim skirt. Hmm. Not with any other kind of cut off denim. And not with boots. It's that tiny little bit of yeah. skin that drives me crazy. Yeah, it I was don't like understand. a strict Birkenstock clog, a black oh capri mm. legging, and a denim cut off skirt, and an American Eagle polo if you were a teen in Newmarket in 2006, 2007. Mm. Or Mississauga. Yeah. Ontario suburbs were all alike. I have this like very. Um, clear memory of like the atrium at in high school of like mm -hmm. every girl wearing that outfit and i don't know if it's real or if it's imagined here's what i remember brown cutoff tights yo yep i'm just it's like a whole other flood of memories brown and then like a striped top oh, like oh a striped v-neck american eagle yep. top yeah and then like maybe another color underneath oh mm. my god yes that was a terrible time. <laughs> I, w I long thing. for tattoo girl style right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, whoa. whoa. Yeah, like, going back to, like, we are all those terrible teens. Like, just, he's dredging up those old memories yeah, so of when I would cut off my orange tights. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I think what we've all learned 
for this this first season mm-hmm. of this podcast is that we're just all Julie. I no, think this, I can't. I think this, <laughs> we need to unpack this more. I think that that should be that should come up again. Yeah, I I haven't I haven't come to peace no. with it yet. Like, it's, and I, it's up in the air if we ever will. Yeah, it's it's cropping up every time. It's very obvious. It just hasn't been fully dissected yet. Yeah, stay yeah. tuned. So, tattoo girl. What about she's her? back in town. Oh yeah, she is. Um, and she goes on a date. With Jason. Okay, so first of all, Jason has a fiance. He has a fiance. But I can understand that he forgot because I forgot. (laughs) He totally forgot he was still engaged to Lila. But like, okay, giving him the benefit of the doubt that he like didn't forget who he was was engaged to. um, He's like, maybe we can go to a movie or dinner. Two of the most date activities. Like, why not lunch? Or, like, golfing. True. Or, like, come... Like, let's get coffee. Or, like, let's go to a park and Let's get coffee mid-morning when I only have an hour between appointments. Yeah, like, he... He was already cheating before he kissed her. Well, he already kissed her at Stonehenge. Yeah, but he was, like, ready to do it again. Oh, yeah, he was, like, setting the... He was setting the situation up. Yeah. So then he kissed her in a car after they both, like, sweetly say that they like each other. And, like, in a way that it doesn't even... You don't even know... You don't even think about the fact that he's cheating on Lila until she shows up. We all forget what's going on. Because we're like, oh, these two found each other. And they truly just... You know, it's all we're thinking. They really like each other. Because you just want something good to happen to Jason, right? Because, like, Mm. stuff doesn't always go his way. I honestly just think, like, it's just been so long and so boring and so many like who like what's happening that it's just like oh he th- he's moved on from lila and he likes this tattoo girl think for a moment though that it hasn't even been a whole school year it's no, been like it's three been months. like three months <laughs> like damn jason like like it's been one football season Ugh. yeah is the first game announced the last game? It's been a season. I would, again, I'm probably getting way too scientific here. I would be very curious to know how long it actually takes to get to like the stage that Jason was at. Because like he was in a traumatic accident, and I feel like it would probably take more than three months for him to even be in a wheelchair back home. He lives in like an alternate timeline. Yeah, uh, where like his time stretches for so long. Yeah, because we live day to day with like Julie and Matt because we literally see things day to day, and then Jason is accelerated, and he doesn't. His like life never really crosses that much with their lives, so it like they can get away with him yeah. mm-hmm. experiencing more because yeah. he's like separate so much has happened to him yeah like he had the accident and then he was recovering and then lila and tim and oh my I'm god i'm gonna be a wheelchair rugby star ah my dreams are crushed now i'm a freaking coach it's like jason calm down and yeah again it's the tip of the iceberg with his various oh careers my god. he's like and life choices it was like it was only yesterday that we were talking about clay aiken that he was at the record store like oh my god making jokes about clay aiken like that simpler seems times like, i know like a like a lifetime ago because it was yeah so lila sees them kissing yeah 
And she she remembers they're engaged. Yeah, she's pissed. She apparently has a ring. Yeah. Yeah. Who knew? I wonder if it was. She does like this badass thing where she's like, you know what, Jason, like save your excuses. And then she throws (laughs) the ring at him, which I thought was like very cool. And she walks away. And I was like, yeah, like handled perfectly like who doesn't have that dream of like throwing an engagement ring right and then like not like engaging and like his like dumb like like, being like oh like it doesn't you didn't think it like uh." Like, just be like yeah no i'm out (laughs) yeah this is it but and then she kind of like loses her cool a little bit and then she's like screw you (laughs) Um, she reels it back in then she's in high school again yeah but like she like uh, like almost had it like she almost nailed the yeah. landing. Imagine she just like gets into her car and just drives away. And just keeps <gasps> driving. And then puts on the angry girl rock. Mm-hmm. Yes. She knows what she wants. And she's now like just, it's like every man, woman for themselves right now. And she totally gets it. Yeah, I am pro Lila. 100%. I want more people the to like her. The first time I watched it, I wasn't. I'll say that. But like, I, yeah, once we get like, once we do our deep dives, like, I'm pro yeah. Lila. And I can't, like, I... If you told me that I would be, like, even remotely anti-coach. Yeah, like, he's he's a dud, but he's on a deadbeat. Right, and I don't even think that he's, like, he has dud moments, but I don't think he's a dud at heart. Because we've seen some duds. We've, we've seen, seen some, some fucking duds. tried and true duds. And, like, a, like season wrap-up and, like, uh, like, looking back on coach, like, he's had some dud moments, but, mm-hmm. like... We, but like to be fair, like we only see the drama really. <laughs> and when you, you think know? about it, when you think about it that way, like as a retrospect of like season one, when you look at like the roster of dads, mm-hmm. yeah. he's like top two. Like most of them are pretty shitty compared to him. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. even though he has some, he does some really shitty stuff in my opinion. Um, he is not in the same category as like no. Matt's dad or like like Tim's dad like oh yeah no way of course and like I mean those are like very low like bars that he has to clear but (laughs) um but like still I think that like bottom line he's a good person and he loves his family and like he's old-fashioned but like that's why he has Tammy to like kind of like guide him bring towards him into like the new generation the 21st century <laughs> mm-hmm. and like he's lucky to have her and like she's lucky to like have him like a stable like guy that like she can like depend on even if like sometimes he like she has to set him straight that's who, who will kiss her head when she has good news word I, I like getting my head kissed yeah true you know who among us doesn't you know <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so that's my final, like, this. looking back on the season, that's what I think about Coach. Tammy has been an angel throughout. Yeah, like, Tammy is the guiding light. She, she falters in, like, subsequent seasons a little bit, yes. which we'll, like, dive into. But, like, she, she comes out swinging, and I think, like, to get a little bit, like, meta, it must be because she was, like, so hesitant to do the series in the first place, right? Yeah, man, she had to prove like, like it they was, had to give it to her. Yeah, and she had to be like, I'm going to give them the best performance. I'm going to make it worth mm-hmm. my time. I'm going to make it worth their time. I'm yeah. going to make it, like, all that I can make it. But she was also like, what are you going to do, like, for Tammy? Like, what's Tammy going to do? Like, so she had to be like... Like, I, almost, I think Connie was, like, an advocate for Tammy. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that, like, they would write stuff and she would, like, act it. Like, she would, like... It would be so well-performed that like, they make were... make it her own. That they were like, okay... 
now we know what the direction to take this character. Like, I think that she gave them the same amount that they gave her. Yeah, Mm -hmm. she gave Tammy life. Yeah. It's beautiful. Dude, I'm getting, like, a little, like, emotional right now. Yeah, I agree. Like, Tammy... Like, we're so lucky to have a character like that on TV. <laughs> I know. For sure. And then 2006, when none of us appreciated, and we were all like, Laura, like, Gilmore is the best mom ever. Seriously. Like, like, we literally were watching Gilmore Girls instead of Friday Night Lights at this time. So what do you think about, like, other characters? Like, what's your general, like, retrospective of the season since we're at the end? Um, You know what? I think, like, everyone kind of, like, landed. Like, they sort of, like, lived their best lives ultimately yeah. everyone kind of like ended up on top a little bit a little bit yeah like even when you look at like jason like he came full circle ultimately yeah. and he won but actually state. what you pointed out was like very like a stew yeah like he he started out first game of the season but he was out and like now he's like coaching matt towards like a championship that's amazing yeah and he wins he wins because he's part of the team yeah. still um tim you know, just oh, Tim. just be hot forever, Tim. Like every, you know, it'll all fall into place. Don't Actually, worry, bro. Yeah, Tim like doesn't really. He, you know what? He doesn't really, but at the same time, he does because he just maintains his like status quo. Yeah, he's not as much of an alcoholic by the end, though, right? No, he like cleans he's kind of teensy bit eased off the booze. Yeah, so you know, bit. we'll give it like he's taken at least a step up. Yeah, yeah, he did some um, some self healing this season mm-hmm. yeah um and like even smash oh, he's over his dad thing he's not like fully over his dad thing but he like knows his dad is a dud yeah, yeah. he's gonna stick with billy billy till death billy's amazing i know i love billy i'll mm-hmm. never be able to like not love billy billy's great um even like smash smash um, one state that's what he always wanted to he do he wins state with a dislocated shoulder too. oh my god he, he has gets a shoulder popped back injury in. um like he you know it's all everyone kind of like just has their little moment everyone comes out on top mm-hmm. except for like buddy garrity who ultimately his life's but, in the toilet no but, all buddy wants is the panthers to win yeah. but he is but he got exactly he, he does yeah. have some like moments of niceness even in these mm-hmm. two episodes where yeah. he he takes the high road so like everyone kind of like was brought to that level and they were able to just do what they need to do. Yeah. Their character really shone through in every little way. It was, it ended well. Yeah. Like even if it wasn't like, even if they weren't directly like on the football team or like Mm -hmm. related to football, like this, the state championship, like got everyone where they needed to go. It Mm -hmm. unified everybody like for better or for worse. And that was actually like kind of made like explicit in like the final montage where everyone in the town is like at a beautiful parade and it's slow motion Mm -hmm. and And it's devil town devil town plays don't kill me like it's so beautiful (laughs) that like fucking like bright eyes rip off just comes (gasps) streaming through your airwaves bright eyes rip off just (laughs) rip my heart off (laughs) yes yeah it's just lovely and yeah, man. And that's where we are. That's where we are. Guys, we're done season one. We're done. What a journey. It's been a journey. It has. We learned how to do a podcast and then we did a podcast. And I learned about Friday Night Lights. Yeah. And watched it. And you love it. I love it. Man, yeah. we touched God so many times this season. Yeah, like I think every episode had our had a little moment where we touched God. Mm-hmm. Totally. 
Yeah, we learned everything there is to know about wine, football, and podcasting. God, what's next for us? Presidency. I mean... They need it down there. <laughs> yeah, we got you guys. <laughs> um, so, I guess in conclusion... You can follow us <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> um, the usual places, follow us at Clear Eyes Pod on Twitter. Instagram, Clear Eyes Pod. Facebook.com slash Clear Eyes Pod. Um, you can rate and review us on iTunes. Guys, if you've enjoyed this season, if you are a new listener or like you've been with us since the beginning, please leave us a rating and review iTunes has shown us a little bit of love so far. It has, actually. But we would love to get a little more so that more people can, like, find out about the amazing and insightful things we're saying about <laughs> Friday Night Lights. And, um, yeah, we just want to, like, continue to, like, grow our community because we love getting tweets and stuff from you guys. And P-fucking-S, we also have a website, so... Oh, my God, yeah, we got a website. <laughs> it's www.clearizefullheartsplusbooze.com. Yeah. Bookmark it if people still use bookmarks now. Make it your homepage. Is that a thing? Do people use bookmarks still? I do. Yeah, like for work. Okay, cool. Yeah, for work. <laughs> Bookmark it on your work computer and listen while at work. Yeah. And um, forward it to your HR department so they know it's not porn. Are you supposed to do that? No. Okay, <laughs> thank God. Okay. I also really want to thank Marianne for coming on yes. the finale of the podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm so happy I got to be here. It was so fun. Yay. We had so much to say, and we said it all. I know. There was a lot to say. Yeah. It was a good season. And most of all, thank you to our listeners. Thanks to the listeners that we have gathered along the way. And in the words of Tammy, I just want to tell you how much you all have touched us. How important you all are to us. How deeply we care about you. So thank y'all from our from our whole family. Thank you. See you next season. Bye. Bye. Bye.